on this episode of Menstruction. And I have uh, uh, a hot take. I I have a hot take on that. Calling y'all out. Realistically, the men who are most charged in the movement are the laziest. Mm. For them, the reason that they support it so heavily, they get behind it so aggressively is because the way that they've been living and the habits that they've set for themselves Mm -hmm. are now being challenged. Right. Also. And so for me, faith in God and really just conversing with him as a Christian and just as one of his children, you know, that you got someone looking out for you. You got someone who loves you, who loves who who says, no, you are my child and you are valued. You know what these people say does not matter because I'm the creator. You know, Mm. I made the heavens and the earth Mm. and everything in it. I made people, Mm. you know, I made I made this. They didn't make this. So what I say matters. Mm. It don't matter what, you know, so and so says about you. He says you're not a man because. You know, you don't sleep with thousands of women a day. It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't done alone. See, the spirit is the merit and the mind is the home. It takes a whole village to get a child out this home. Yes, to be a great man without good instructions. A surefire way to lead a life of destruction. Let's be honest, sit down and tune in. Put an hour of your life into some instruction. Greetings, 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 and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. Coming through your airwaves right now is Black Velvet, and this is Menstruction, the place where we provide you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. That's a Fortune 1000. What's up with y'all? How is everyone doing? We are... um damn near halfway through this year crazy it's crazy how quickly things move when you are working on life when you're working on things that are given back to you i'm glad we back at it for another week and i'm telling you what i got some bangers coming at you i'm lining up guests i'm trying to line up some of the best guests that i can get access to to discuss these major things this year i'm trying to make season one a banger season And so today I have a wonderful guest, a young man who I have had so many of these conversations like the one we're going to have today. I know that he's poised for the conversation we're going to have today because they are subjects that we cover on a regular basis, usually after 10 p.m. for some reason. He's someone that is truly insightful truly intriguing and someone who has amazed me with his level of depth that he's able to provide on the things that we talk about. So man, without further ado, because we going deep, what do they say? Not, not wide, but deep, right? I don't sports. So I hope that was correct. Let me bring this wonderful guy into Into the the building building space. space. Dominique Maxi here to help us build brick by brick. Stone by stone. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Dominique Maxi. I'm a recent chemical engineering graduate. I'm 27 years old. Really glad to be here this evening to discuss some of the topics that I've become familiar with myself. Hopefully through the uh, listening to a lot of the discussion tonight, you'll be able to avoid some of the pitfalls that I myself 
how do go through the hard way and avoid them. Get them out yourself. If you really hit them with that information off that top, can we give this brother a round of applause, please? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Glad to have him here. So, Dom, what I want to discuss today is something that you and I have covered briefly and that I know you have very passionate thoughts about. And it's also a subject that is very popular right now, I would say, uh, is very deeply ingrained in the culture right now. <laughs> it's in the culture. It is the culture, right? And it's something that I think a lot of the men in our peer group can relate to and have had some kind of interaction or experience with at some point. Um, and that definitely has affected your perspective on the what, what's going on societally right now, politically, what's going on with the women's empowerment movement, you know, all of those things is uh, something that in in an indirect way has been attached to all of that. Right. And that that is the the you know the manosphere, the the red spillers, you know, uh, um the the MGTOW, all of that, you know. <laughs> Right. And and what they stand for and, and the, the struggle philosophers, all of that. Right. I think there's a lot that needs to be said about yeah. what gets propagated in that community and what it gets turned into. And mm -hmm. so a lot of the conversations that happen in that space don't seem to have the level of nuance they need. Right. And again, a lot of the issues discussed and the solutions provided seem to be very black and white. Right. I personally, I don't appreciate that. It seems very disingenuous. Right. It's either a hundred or zero. You can't fall anywhere in between or none of the nuance in between is ever brought into attention. Right. Exactly. The in-between doesn't exist unless you're talking about in-between the legs of a young lady. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. that's when it becomes, that's when in-betweens become relevant. I noticed with this movement, the Manosphere movement in general, it is one, it's almost a reactionary movement, but it we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's it's quite nuanced. And I've noticed with several of these movements that are surrounding the whole red pill movement, like you said previously, they are very polarizing. You don't, you, there's very little inspect need for going into any of this nuances or specifics of the movement. It is yeah. basically you believe or you don't. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's a perfect way to get into it. Something that I think you and I both can agree with is there there are a lot of questions that come up, you know, in your life as you are you reach that phase where you're not really a, a boy anymore. You're right. not really you're not really a man. You're kind of in that mid space where you're trying to develop. Right. right. You're trying to become you're trying to understand what it means to be what it is that you want to be. And so there are a lot right. of questions when you find yourself in positions like that, where you've been thrust into a situation on your own and you're forced to figure it out to make it. You look for examples. Right. You look right. for people who are familiar with your situation. You look for people that you can relate to and find some guidance within. Right. 
I feel that a lot of the men that have gravitated towards the manospherical realm are lost in their own way, right? In in many different okay. ways, I'm sure they're lost, but they've they're they're lost. They're looking for some kind of guidance. They're looking for some kind of healing. They're looking for some kind of understanding. And it's something that they don't necessarily find given their their circumstances right given the the social things that we're going through given the women's empowerment movement given things you may have just heard most of your life so you feel like you don't have that level of direction i guess where we can start with it is in in your life thus far what has been your interaction with the manosphere red spillers well honestly i've been really kind of into political debates and different ideas and exploring various ideologies through most of my life, specifically my adolescence. Mm -hmm. And so my first occurrence with the red pill movement happened a little bit during the 2016 uh, 2016 elections, really when it was it hit its height. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like you said, it really is a movement uh, catered to kind of guiding men into wanting to be mature into, I guess, the idea of what a man is. And so during that point in my time, that's, that's essentially what I was looking for. I mean, I had a, I have a dad, um, grew up in two parent household, middle class. And so I wasn't really subject to many of all the the boxes. Yeah. Like (laughs) I wasn't subject to any corner of the pitfalls associated with economic status per se, or even social economic status, such as like single motherhood or something like that. Right. That is to say that I still feel kind of trapped to the way these people or this kind of thinking is. And that's, Mm -hmm. like I said, I had a dad at home, so I had a male reference. It's just, I guess how you want to mature as like in society, how you want to be viewed by others, what kind of man do you want to become? And those were the thoughts I was going through at the time. So uh, about 2016, I really got into the red pill movement and it, it was kind of, it honestly did. um, It was attractive to me for a while because, Mm -hmm. you know, here you have these particular figureheads, and you that you know they're they're well in shape. They got supposedly they got women after them. They have influence over the other men. And so of course you're thinking, okay, maybe they got something to offer me. But honestly, after listening to a lot of their opinions on various subject matter, it became more apparent that this was mostly just a reactionary movement to a particular form of masculinity that I never really vibed with, with which was essentially you know, the most manly person gets the most women, right? right. It's a very typical evolutionary perspective. As we see yeah. it in lions, we see it in all forms of all several forms of nature. So, right. I mean, it's validated in this regard, yeah. but even still, it, it never vibed with me because it yeah. was, it to me, your entire existence revolved around women. Yeah. And, you know, that's that was that was what gave you validation like how many women you were attracted to right or and to me that never really vibe because say like you're not even trying to get in a relationship or anything say you're just trying to you're trying to make your life good you're trying to make sure you have your money and where you're not constantly you know 
wondering if you can pay bills? What if you try to improve yourself and get to where you want to be, but you won't ever be considered a man because you don't have women? And see, one of the things about the manospherical space, there is a, a lot of emphasis almost across the board, not in, in general. There are obviously some very great exceptions, but there is this general perception of you you find your best strengths your best power your highest identity in your vaginal endeavors right (laughs) and how much of that how deep you can get lost in that sauce literally (laughs) so it comes down to that being what makes you the best you that you can be which in itself, I think in a lot of ways has made it a catch-all, has made the movement a catch-all for a lot of embittered, broken, disillusioned men who maybe haven't had the best experiences with women, who probably didn't have the best guidance, who probably had bad role models and other things told to them that then caused them to have those experiences right. with the absence of accountability. Right. (laughs) And so then there's this catch all that occurs where now they finally and I I do not want to reduce the manospherical space to this. But in a lot of ways, it feels like a subreddit. That's very accurate. It it just turned at least the representation seems to have turned it almost into this catch all for a bunch of people who more or less support this fringe view of an issue but they all kind of are coming at it from this toxic somewhat toxic perspective or a very jaded perspective but because they come together and there are power there is power in numbers right it it gains traction and then it gains a following and then suddenly there's this group that has power right right they they have a larger voice in that situation so like it, I, it begins to have a sense of validity to it. Yeah, there and right. And then but that's the problem. The validation is self-fulfilling. Right. right. And there's no check on that. And that then becomes that further ingrains the lack of accountability. Right. So definitely agree with you there. I hesitated actually. So funny story. I hesitated when I was first setting out to create the platform because the direction that I was going in, especially, you know, with wanting to target men that look like and are in the same stage of life as me, I was like, man, it's too easy. I'm going (laughs) to get lumped in. I'm going to get lumped in. And I had to really have a one-on-one conversation with myself to see if if that's something that I even wanted, if that was actually a problem, or maybe it was okay to be affiliated with, you know, that movement to claim it, maybe even to claim, Hey guys, I I took the the red red pill. pill. Oh, right. (laughs) And so in thinking about it, there were so many things that I saw and from even different content creators that I have listened to that do claim that space. And there are things that they produce that I disagree with. And I'm like, see, that's what the what I want to create the platform for to fill in those gaps. The manosphere space leaves a whole lot of gaps. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. I I feel to a degree it's intentional. It seems like they leave those gaps there so they can come back and catch themselves later. 
if someone comes back and says, hey, this didn't work out for me or I didn't get the results that I was supposed to get from doing what you said, then it's like, well, actually, you were supposed to add this little bit of sprinkle of finesse here. And you were supposed to add this little bit of flair there and then it would have worked. So you leave Mm. those gaps, you know, it's like breadcrumbs. So then when Mm. you go back down the trail and there's some breadcrumbs missing, you're like, oh, no, we didn't go that way. (laughs) So I think one of the main positives, and I'd like to get your take on this as well. One of the major positives that I've seen from the movement is something that I desperately rally for having male mentors and and role models of the older generations of men it's crucial for older more established men more experienced and seasoned men to speak to the young men to provide guidance because that 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 provides a wholesome a holistic nature and a kind of completion to me on your arc as a man when you take your what you've learned and what you've done and then you hand it back you teach it right just like the great philosophers of history they went and they educated themselves but then what made them great is they had proteges they had you know people that they took under their wing to mentor and pass that wisdom down and that completes that and there's a major absence of that oh yeah in in our society now you do have these older men that are now speaking to us right are now actually opening up and sharing things but then the issue becomes what are we really talking about right because a lot of based off of how they didn't move when they were in our position it's great that they're speaking but i have to wonder even then it, it it's bittersweet for me because it's like Damn, it's like I I I be careful what you wish for because now they're still not talking about the things that I really would have appreciated them to talk about. Yeah, in one aspect, it's good that a lot of men of the other generations are talking to us. However, their message still may not be actually helping us as men to mature. So <laughs> it's a bit of a catch twenty two. What are some of the things that you've either heard some of these older men speak about that was great or some of the things that they've spoken about and you're just like, damn, well, you're really wasting time on this conversation? Yeah, like um, a bit of like what you were saying before of they honestly in the red pill movement, there are there are really some good things and there are some really mis- misconstrued things. And some mm-hmm. of the good things I would say that came from that movement was more influence and putting more time into yourself to mature in this way now granted it's usually molded in a way to which you make yourself more like attractive to women however it is good to focus on yourself and it is good to make sure your finances are good you know you groom yourself you know you make yourself the best you that you can possibly be and so that is some of the narratives coming out of the red pill movement What's something that you would like to hear or more openly discussed between older generations and younger generations of men? Honestly, a lot of those discussions revolve around masculinity. And I would like more people to discuss what kind of masculinity they're pursuing and why it's valid. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there are several different interpretations. In fact, the red pill, or I don't know about the quote unquote red pills interpretation is usually just one that accumulates women, as I've said several times at this point. But there are various interpretations of masculinity. And so I would like several men from different backgrounds, maybe even to come and kind of talk about, you know, what their interpretations of masculinity are. Maybe what, why is the red pills valid or why is maybe a Christian biblical perspective valid or why is one of a blue pill valid? Yeah. And so these discussions, they're not absent, but they are often used. They're often looked over briefly there definitely is there are levels to well i don't even know if i would say there are levels but there's there's i i feel like i'm overusing this word but there's nuance (laughs) to masculinity right and how it can be presented um how it can be perceived what parts of it are healthy right what parts of it are are healthy Right. What parts of it are are questionable? Right. You know, all of those things. But I, I, I think just the same. That's where the conversation needs to start. Right. What seems to be the conversation. You have these older generations of men who actually dismiss the habits and and preferences, values of younger men and how they choose to present themselves and how they do things. Right. And then there, there's this dismissal that happens. Right. Or, or what I've really heard more often is you guys are soft right? yeah. and, and you don't have the same level of grit. And, and yeah. it's like, okay, but why don't we have a conversation about that? Yeah. Like, why does that, does that still have a place? Is that still relevant? Did you get raised with that? Like a lot of the discussions are kind of talked about in a manner of you simply need to be like us and stop being soft. And what does that even mean at this point? Right. And I think I was having this conversation with you and I said this, there are situations that come up, there are issues like that, like taking how masculinity is presented now versus what it may have been in 30, 40 years ago. And you have different values at different times because there are different issues that matter. There are different things that are presented. There's different access to information and so on and so forth. Right. That happens. But what happens a lot of time too is you find that there are some things that you definitely agree on. And there are some points that both sides have that the other side would be like, oh, that's actually very interesting. And then there are other points where there's just going to be some division because you your certain values you're going to be locked in. on. All right. But if the conversation never happens where let's sit down and actually discuss this is how I feel like I want to represent myself. Or this is what I feel like we accept for presentation as a man. Mm. But tell me about your experience. As far tell as tell me about what you have done. Tell me about you know what it was in your day and why those were your values. And then you have to have the older generation that has that same level of eagerness and understanding, and they turn around and say, "Yeah, tell me why you guys feel the way that you do now. Tell me why you feel that these things are acceptable." Right. That if if you if everyone came at the conversation that way, 
it would open up the channels on both sides. Right. About this is how you should present yourself. This is how you can handle yourself. Right. This is how you get women to be attracted to you. A lot of those things are pretty steadfast. Yeah. Yeah. There's that was gonna say there is traditionally masculine um characteristics that are masculine that are attractive to both generations yeah but i think that like the problem starts to happen is i guess when people put their own perspective in a way to which they simply wish to evaluate someone else's mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. absolutely and at least i would hope the way the conversation would go you would sit down and really ask yourself certain questions and then an old head will be like damn that reminds me of me when i was your age <laughs> yeah provide right, some that, guidance on that yeah yeah those are the kind of conversations <laughs> you want right because just like just like my man jack harlow here asked am i fancy enough am i dancing enough am i handsome enough every guy has asked himself those questions right. he wants to, he wants to know yeah. And you can't tell me that older men haven't asked themselves that same question. You should be able to come to the table and be like, yo, old head, bro. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling about it. This is the situation of where I stand. Instead of having a bunch of dudes telling you they're supposed to go like this. Put the pussy on the pedestal. Put the pussy on the high hoops. That pussy to die for. That pussy to die for. I, you, can't, you can't hear that all the time. No, that that can't be something that you live your life by. You can't continue to put your vaginal endeavors above everything else that you stand for. That's not objective number one. Right. And I covered in a previous episode, too. If you haven't already listened, you need to go listen. I believe it's episode seven where I dived very deep into ha, no pun intended, dive very deep into why you have to have your priorities and principles on the pedestal and not the punani that's not that's not prevalent (laughs) go listen to that i think that's also something great that comes out of it when it's being taught properly right what have you seen in that space well personally it's really kind of helped to gain my perspective on really just the opinions of other people in general because a lot of this surrounds the idea of how you want to be perceived by others. And so taking that, basically, after I kind of got out of the Manosphere movement, it was more of just kind of making sure that I'm seen in some type of way, the way I want to be seen. Yeah. And performing things that I want to be done. Like I've always thought being a hard worker is always something that I really wanted to be. Being someone who is intelligent, who will listen to others, who will stand up for the weak, who will say things that others, you know, normally just reserve for, I guess, someone else to do it. Yeah. Those, you know, kind of taking influence from people who actually portrayed those traits. And so talk about that a little bit too. What led you? separating yourself and be like yeah this is this is clown behavior yeah this, yeah, this is clown yeah. stuff <laughs> right this clown yeah. clown behavior yeah um honestly it was just after being exposed to a lot of the like the themes expressed in a lot of red pill movements i basically just started to make 
I started to categorize where I would put their ideas almost because I'm I'm someone who actually explores various ideas and kind of ranks them based off of relevance off the information that I know so far. And so when listening to a lot of these movements, whether it be, you know, traditional pickup artists or big towel men going their own way, it, it just really became more of a we're mad, attractive women don't want to sleep with us. And mm. so that whole, <laughs> yeah, it, that whole movement was just kind of, okay, they're just whining essentially. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, that, no. that doesn't, that doesn't, that kind of blanket covers the whole movement. Like as we were talking about, there are several good that came from that movement, but yeah. I, you know, listening to it, I really, it was more of just who we were trying to sleep with. And yeah. I mean, that's not something that doesn't matter. And you, for for you, you were like, man, listen, if I could just get one, I'm yeah, satisfied, like, bro. Like, like, I don't. What do you do after that, too? And then <laughs> right. they would talk about. <laughs> they would talk about the divorce rate, and women only use you until they can find someone better. So even mm. after you get the woman, you yeah. got to worry about her treating you some type of way. And it was like, yeah. okay, there's no end to this. There yeah. is no end. To this it, ter- it turns to the echo cycle. chamber. Yeah. And so in combination, I, I honestly got saved during, I believe, 2000 or 19, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. And so really kind of a lot of the masculine traits that I actually desire, they were actually outlined in the Bible as yeah. what masculine men ought to be. Yeah. Like I said, people of character, people who would stand up for the week, people who, you know, manage their house, manage their business. You know, they're clean. They're not out here just chasing females all day. You know, they're 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 they got a wife, you know, the kids, their property, these kind of traits. I, I found them in the Bible. And so that wasn't all the, why I became a Christian. But after the, I did so, you know, I kind of. I kind of had traits to go to other than the Manosphere, you know, traits. And so after that, um, in combination with just, you know, further exploring ideas, even like blue pill ideas or, you know, traditionally left wing, traditionally right wing ideas, you know, and kind of gauging where these ideas are standing relevance to reality. It would just, I just, no, I was, I just stopped with the Manosphere movement. Like I said, I basically just put them, Okay, they're just they're bad that attractive women don't want to sleep with them, which is odd because a lot of the problems associated with the Manosphereian movement were caused by the Manosphereian movement. Mm. And <laughs> mm. without getting like, I don't know how detailed it is, but basically the movement came about w- with the promiscuity movement, yeah. which is basically, you know, men and women being able to sleep with each other whenever they wanted like you yeah. know adults i guess yeah um but this led to um multiple women not being virgins right yeah. so one big topic of the manosphere movement is they want a nice virgin to settle down with you know yeah. trad women yeah and as a result of this promiscuity movement, there was less virgins. And so mathematically how, shout out to my muslim <laughs> brothers out there trying to get their haram yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but that's one thing that um the movement kind of blames women for a lot of the problems associated with men but in doing so you kind of give all of the power of your happiness over to the women when in reality if y'all had just 
kept it in your pants for a while, maybe a lot of the issues associated that you're now complaining about mm. wouldn't be taking place. And that makes sense. And I think what worked for you and I think where a lot of guys, the, the extent that they don't make it to is that level of self-reflection. Right. Where you're asking yourself and you're challenging the things that you're hearing and right. that are coming out of the movement. Right. Right. And the things that you're being told to do and implement in your life, you don't ask a second secondary question about it. Right. Is this real? Is this valid? Is this genuine? Does this reflect reality? Right. 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 And so you found yourself in a situation where you were able to have that moment that uh come to jesus moment in your case literally <laughs> quite literally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and be able to really realize like yo i'm not really identifying with much of what they're talking about and right. on top of that these aren't really life lessons right there's, there's no this, end it doesn't right. solve it doesn't come to a conclusion it just kind of self-propagates mm-hmm. and at that point you're just kind of wasting your time yeah right right there there definitely is a level of or rather there isn't a level of transparency there and accountability there which to me is one of the sad parts because a lot of these men talk about things like accountability right and they talk about being able to hold you know others to accountability but it's usually women right and it's usually when they have perpetuated or done something that is supposed to be morally reprehensible, although they are very similar behaviors to that of the very men who are speaking them. Right. I also think that we should hold our brothers accountable. Right. That's just how that situation has to go. You've used the phrase a few times that the manospheric red spillers make how um, that is a reactionary movement. Right. Um, and I have uh, a, a hot take. I, Ooh, I, have right. a, I have a hot take on that. It is a reactionary movement. I think that the Manosphere Red Spill community, the people who champion it the most, it is a reaction to the liberation, the women's empowerment of today, which mm. I think arguably is very progressive. Right. And the Red Spill space is very clearly a conservative-based movement. There are a lot of conservative values and ideals that they preach and propagate. So it definitely is a reaction in that way. But where it becomes a problem is a lot of the things that are being reacted to and where the hypocrisy starts to come out are the same behaviors that those same men engage in. Right. It's things like, as a man, go out there, do your thing, be a player, get it in. <laughs> but if you get with a chick, make sure you lay down the law and make the rule set that you can't be loose and out here and living your best life that way. Right. Live it up in your 20s, then settle down in your 30s. With right. The virgin. Right. <laughs> Whereas when you get women who do the same and they they they're living their lives, whatever they consider their best lives to be. They're enjoying their, their vaginal viscosity, right. (laughs) And, and, and getting that into the best of their ability. And let's say that there are children that are bred out of that situation. Well, suddenly you're damaged goods. Mm. Then you hit the age of 35, which is where the wall is. 
and you hit the wall and you're no longer desirable. You no longer can talk about how you want this kind of man and how these are the things you desire. And you're being vilified for making those decisions. But when the same criticisms are pushed back on men, suddenly they're up in arms. They're upset about it. How dare you? Yeah. How could you say something like that? It's in a man's nature. I can't tell you how many of these guys I've heard say it's in a man's nature. Yeah. To be promiscuous, to to pursue further vaginal endeavors. Right. That is in our nature. That's what we're supposed to do. Well, if a woman is out there pursuing her pipe dreams, (laughs) then why is that not allowed? I'm just going to call you out. I'm calling y'all out. Realistically, the men who are most charged in the movement are the laziest. Mm. For them, the reason that they support it so heavily, they get behind it so aggressively is because the way that they've been living and the habits that they've set for themselves Mm -hmm. are now being challenged. Right. Before you could sit back on your ass, before you could have this level of comfort you had this level of authority that was unchallenged you could be as accountable as you wanted to be you could treat women in the way that you so wanted to because for the most part in general everyone else that that was male in that space was on board for the most part you weren't going to get challenged in any real way for the most part you could keep on keeping on Mm. But now we're in a time where the woman has been liberated. We we live in a very gynocentric leaning society where women are in the boardrooms now. Right. Women do have their voices in these conversations. Women do, in a lot of cases, make the most money in the household. They do determine what values are set upon the family and what the children's the, the children learn and what values they're supposed to pursue and the types of people they become. They are the ones raising the boys that become men at some point. Right. And defining for them what their masculinity is supposed to be. That shift has occurred. Those men feel like they're losing their spot. They're losing their essence. They're losing that level of influence. And I agree. I think that men are losing a little bit of that influence that they need, but not for the reasons that they believe it. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. You feel like you're losing your space. And listen closely, men. I need you to listen. You have lost that because you willingly submitted it. You got complacent. You sat down and they got to a place where you got this level of success. You got this level of influence. You got deeply ingrained into the the hip hop culture, which in itself has changed over the years. And is more about, like you've pointed out numerous times about how many bodies can you knock down? How many cheats can you run? And that became your focus. You got complacent. You stop focusing on building up generational wealth, building businesses, building households and building communities. You stepped away from building, period. You stepped away from the things that gave men their influence and importance in our society. And so how could you be surprised when somebody comes in to fill that space? 
And how can you be upset when it's the women of all people who come in to fill that space? Because we have this balance. There's the masculine and the feminine. They're, those energies have to be balanced. If you submitted your obligations and responsibilities as men, then there's an imbalance. Something has to come in and fill in that void. And so women took that opportunity to say, hey, it's go time, show time. They're they running after it. They they came up on it. Would you agree with that? Listening to you, I could say I agree that that is that does kind of match up what's we've been witnessing as far as media portrayal and some of the relationships associated with men and women. Um, while you were talking, I was thinking about back to what I was talking about, I guess the focus being on sexual relations with women. Mm-hmm. And I, while, while you were talking, I was like, that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense though, because by focusing only on that, you basically said this, And this alone is what men should be doing Mm -hmm. instead of, like you were saying, building businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, putting back into the community, you know, exemplifying these other masculine traits. Mm -hmm. In a way, masculinity has shifted to become just self-centered, conceited, right, very conceited, right. And by propagating this idea to maybe younger generations, I mean, that becomes their goal too. And what's happening now is you see that there is a clear challenge that's being posed upon that now. Now there's qualifiers. Our generation of men is able to see that, hey, that shit didn't work across the board for all of them. Because look at our uncles. Right. Our fathers, our grandfathers, look at them. They're not doing so great. Not all of them, but the ones who are doing great, what are they in? Committed marriages. What do they have? Prospering businesses. What are they staples in their communities? Right. Because they understood what gives man his influence and ability to be the pillar that he needs to be. He has to be connected. He has to give out to receive he has to be a part of things in order to help them grow so that it helps him grow it's a symbiosis when the narrative was dominated by don't worry so much about those things just just enjoy yourself like we got this we're on top of things right now yeah things are going well all you got to do is just enjoy the lifestyle of being cool. Just relax. We're suave. We got the finesse. Get you a little bit of paper. Mm-hmm. When, when that lifestyle, that socially engineered alternate reality right. became the dominant of the narrative, all of the nuance, all of the actual things that matter were just eroded. Right. It broke down. And then you got to a point where too many men believed it and tried to live it right so many people like pursued this this lie looked up one day and they realized none of it is true right and all the staples that you had before are now being eroded in the meantime the things that you want to have and that you care about were being snatched out from under you because i covered this in episode two on my my black history month episode this socially engineered narrative that happens. That's kind of the, um, what was that movie Up with the with the dog? 
Yeah. I could talk and remember they would he would do the squirrel and everybody would look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what that narrative is. When that narrative becomes the dominant narrative and everyone starts looking that way. That's the squirrel. Mm. And when you're looking that way, the powers that be are taking away your access to those things that actually do matter to you. The tenant of marriage. Mm. Everyone's focusing on, oh, well, do your own thing, get in your bag, you know, fuck these bitches, da, 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 do that. Well, what happened? Divorce law changed. Yeah. Divorce law got liberalized. They now women get favor in the divorce. Right. You don't even have to put anything in and you can get half of whatever the fuck you want out of it. Right. Well, now that hurts because whether or not it's right or wrong, your identity as a man in a lot of ways is defined by your ability to provide. Right. But you don't have assets. Your assets got snatched away from you in the divorce which no longer is a system that is closer to being just, but is to be commensurate. That's built to give some kind of, some kind of reparation Mm -hmm. to women for what they had to endure for the subjugation that they had to go through. That happened. Things like being able to build up in your communities. Well, now you've been turned into the big villain, right? You don't get that. Right. You're the big bad man. And everyone, Oh my God, they lose their mind. Yeah, the the red spillers they lose their mind. They're, they they you just let, and it, it doesn't. It's the smallest of thing triggers them. They just yeah. hear a woman say something like, "Well, men can't be trusted." Oh well, how could they say that we can't be trusted? Look at what they do. Right. Look at what you do. How many? I bet she's got five different dudes on speed dial right now. She's got a hundred dudes in her DMs. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're go. You're going overboard. Right. There's you a lot of that way. You feel that way because there is this essence that's been placed upon you because you let that happen. You let that transition occur where you gave validation to women because of their what? Their physical appearance. You didn't hold them to account. You didn't require them to have any more essence. You didn't require them to have to present the things that you actually actually care about to the companionship, Mm. the understanding, the femininity, because guess what you put emphasis on the physical appearance, the vaginal endeavors. So why the fuck are y'all mad now when that's the standard for them? Mm. If we sat, if you sat in front of them and let it happen and you kept saying to them, yeah, we want you because you're like that. Be a little bit sluttier. Be a bit more of a garden tool. That will get you everything that you need. Hmm. I mean, 50 Cent said it uh, fantastically. Have a baby by me, baby. Be a millionaire. I told you. I, I'm sorry. I got passionate. I got I got passionate. I wanted to let you finish your thought. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, well, I was going to say that basically both the hypocrisy of men wanting to sleep with multiple women in comparison to women wanting to sleep with multiple men, they're self-propagating. They're both, they're both not supposed to be. And regardless if you're blaming men for the state of what's going on, which so many, you know, people on the uncle blue pill side of things do, or you blaming women for what the state of going on is 
which several red pillars do, both of y'all messed up because this neither of this should be the case. Mm-hmm. As you were saying, I, I I'm a Christian, right? So I believe in traditional marriage. And uh when you know when promiscuity or this kind of chasing of the sexual preference without any kind of the masculine qualities of control, you know, controlling yourself, controlling your sexual urges, yeah. not being so, you know, simple minded in that regard. Yeah. When that erodes, you know, that doesn't just come back off the bat. Yeah. And so neither one of these issues, whether you blame the blue pill or the red pill, neither one of them are good. Yeah. But the hypocrisy exhibited by red pill people for blaming or particularly red pill men for blaming women for being some type of way which they themselves you know encourage it it kind of goes back back on them because if you just you know you kind of started that yeah can we just dismiss and kill the whole pill thing I, I'm I'm all over the. I don't even know who came up with that. I don't know if it's a reference to the Matrix. It's a reference to the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, that's disrespectful to the 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 craze of the Matrix, who made such an iconic movie, and then y'all bring all this fuck shit into it. That's horrible. But y'all be swallowing, swallowing pills like they got prescribed for it. Or yeah. It's, like, like let's kill the pill thing. Red pill, you're wrong. Blue pill, you're wrong. Here's the thing. Everybody need a pill. Everyone needs medicine because you're all sick. <laughs> How about that? Everyone need a pill. Let's all just pop a couples and just relax. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Just relax. But, but uh, it, what what would you suggest are some of the steps we can kind of make to you know, helping people kind of weed through this nonsense sandwich. Yes. Basically. So I I had said to you, mm-hmm. um, and when we had briefly talked about this topic before, that on the male side of things, when it comes to knowing who the genuine and honest actors are within that space, the ones that are actually trying to make a real difference and see the hypocrisy. To me, the litmus right. test is you have to pay attention to how they present themselves because anybody on any of these platforms can say whatever they want to say and can make it sound as sweet as they want it to to sound all right that's the beauty of the platforms we have and the technology you have that's great but it makes it harder for the average person to parse out what's really real right what's truth and what's lies right to parse out who the real ones are is you have to look at the ones who have that level of vulnerability and who have that level of accountability meaning when they have moments when they're wrong when they have produced content when they have shared a way of being and it was invalid or it it was half-baked they missed a a perspective Mm -hmm. and they come back and they hold themselves to account and say hey I want to make a correction about something that I spoke to you guys about because the ones who are just in it for the clout in it for the influence and honestly for the paper. Cause that's the other thing. Yeah. You guys are really getting profited off of a lot of time because they know that you're looking for the example and right. they know that because you're desperate, they're going to, they got it coming. <laughs> so. Right. You can sell an idea and get some type of money, but that oh, idea doesn't have to be valid at all. Right, not at all. And so the one they're not going to do that. They're in any in every way that they can look upstanding. 
and they can look like a role model, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to appear as infallible and faultless as possible. So the ones who do that, who, who have that accountability, but also the ones who can be vulnerable, meaning those that can have those moments where they're wrong, who allow people to call them out, they can express their lower moments. When they can say, hey, I got into this situation or I'd made this action and it made me feel lesser than, or I was lesser than I became a reprehensible human being. I was doing things that obviously would be frowned upon. And I definitely wouldn't tell any of you to do when you have your creators and when, yeah, when you have your creators that do things like that, That's your litmus test. That's when you can then parse out. This is someone that might actually be a decent leader in this space. You just pay enough attention long enough. You'll see the ones that do it and the ones that don't. And it's very common. They'll never, ever admit that they're wrong. Right. It can be exposed by 15 other different channels. And they'll still come out and they'll double down and triple down on everything that they've said and everything that they've done. They can't be wrong. Right. And then you'll have the guys who will be who will take the criticisms, who will take the critiques, who will be accountable and be like, yeah, no, I I I was wrong. Or the ones who will even come out and be like, I lied. I lied. I lied to you guys. I lied to my significant other. I lied to some other people. I lied. But I want to correct that. Right. Or if it's just like recorrecting something that was they were misinformed on as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that doesn't just apply for because I know you're asking about how do you parse out within that the manospherical space. Right. I would say that even go goes as far as dealing with people in your real life when you're looking for that leadership and guidance. The same principles apply. Right. You want to look for someone who has that self-awareness. Right. And that honesty and that vulnerability, that person can be trusted. Right. You want someone whose ideas can be challenged and they're willing to concede faults and maybe their perspective. A hundred percent. Yes. And the other reason that that is so key is because it's more likely that a person like that, that has that level of self-awareness also has a wider perspective. And as a better worldview. Right. And so when it comes to the issues of this gender debate right now, if men are doing this and women are doing this, that person is more likely to be able to approach that and say, hey, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe there right. are things that we all need to do better. Perhaps we are all at fault for where we are right now. Right. And we need more conversations like that anyways. There needs to be more nuance there. There needs to be more consideration of everyone's impact because it's not really a one side versus the other situation. Right. It's really it just a big distraction at this point. It is. It is. It, it very much so is everyone's at fault. No one wants to take the blame. Right. That's where I think that lies. That is a, a great transition. The next point that I wanted to move into with you as well. I also o- operate under the belief that everyone, male or female, needs a level of guidance, really mm. needs a mentor in their life at certain points. 
Right. And I don't think that that point is necessarily the same for everybody. Um, yeah. I think for men, it probably occurs a little bit younger. And I think for women, it generally occurs a little bit later in life. But regardless, you find the point where you need role models, positive role models, people who can really walk the walk that you want to walk. Right. Who have been down that path and can tell you where all the potholes and the uneven areas are where there's sand and where there isn't. You need right. people that can give you that level of guidance. And I think that that's why so many people have been attracted to Manosphere, Red Spill, MGTOW, Blue Pill, whatever other reactionary things are going on. Right. And also why a lot of women have gravitated towards the women's empowerment, hard girl summer. I don't need no man. I am the table, which yuck. <laughs> <laughs> that That's where those ranks, the divisions occur. Right. And I, I think part of where that level of guidance can be found or rather how it should be pursued you have to think beyond yourself. You have to be able to see the bigger picture mm. because I think it's too easy to become fatalistic. It's too easy to develop a level of nihilism when you mm. get stuck on these everyday, constantly pushed in your face, sensationalized issues. That it, is it so can, true. It, yeah, yeah. It can get very, very deeply mired in your spirit to a point where it's like you have people what is the point right why am i here why do i try why do i need to be involved with this why you hear this in the the manosphere space why do we even need women mm. why do we and why should we deal with them at all just stay away man work on your grind work on yourself and and get better and and level up high value man can't stand those terms but yeah i also appreciate them mm. again it's another one of those catch 22s where i'm glad that they talk about stuff like that because right. i agree with it on the surface on the merits yeah you definitely as a man should do all of those things you should work on making yourself high value you right. should work on developing yourself in that way but it also comes out of a place of do that in spite of spending your time with women no mm. do that and also work on your skills in interacting and dealing and communicating with women. Yeah. Those things it, go hand in hand. Yeah, it really depends what you what you what you want, honestly. But yeah, yeah, if if you're if you are trying to become someone who will be married or is trying to be with a woman, by all means continue to work on that relationship. Absolutely. Get it, but getting to my point, I feel like people really gravitate towards those things because they're looking for something that is they're looking for a level of guidance beyond themselves. Right. They're looking for something that is bigger than them. That can make you feel a little less bad on the little cluster of dust that we are in the expanse that is the universe. Right. That's what I would define faith as. Mm. That's where having faith that I don't think that that necessarily has to be religious. Right. And of course, I, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. That's what faith is. Having the ability to 
have a belief in things higher than yourself, beyond yourself, bigger than yourself. Right. And know that there is more to life. There are more things to achieve. There are more things to pursue than just the everyday worldly constant bullshit that we really have manufactured for ourselves. Right. That easily can lead to a lot of stress, confusion. Yeah. Yeah. All of these depressive anxiety disorders that everyone's dealing with now. Yeah. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's a lot to deal with as one person. Right. And it's worse that you have to do it and then not believe that there's anything beyond it. And I don't know the data on this, but I would even go as far to say a core. There's probably a correlation between the secularization of our society and Mm. the lack of optimism and the lack of hope of what's ever ahead of us. What's next? The forward thinking. Right. You can have your qualms and, and challenges with religion, which I do myself. I still think there's something to be said about some of the values that can be taken away from that. And the idea of there is something beyond us just here and what we deal on a day to day. And I don't when I say beyond, I don't necessarily mean up there in the sky in the afterworld. I just mean beyond you and your right. everyday interactions. There's other energy nature taking its course there's just something beyond you and that gives you a little bit of freedom in your mind and a and a little bit more hope yeah the question i'll ask to you what what is faith and is it important in today's society is it necessary oh definitely um faith to me i get i guess you described it really well it's just kind of the belief in something bigger than yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be an entity or an idea, but basically it's just the belief in an outcome that you wish to have. Um, For me, faith is honestly just the belief in God's word. So in today's society, like we were talking about a while in some of our conversations, there's this this idea of anything goes, and as long as you don't harm one another, it should be that way. Now, I agree with this to an extent because in any kind of game or any kind of structure that you want to preserve any form of anything that's of value, there has to be rules. There has to be boundaries. Otherwise, the whole thing just crumbles down. And so for me, faith in God and really just conversing with him as a Christian and just as one of his children you know, that you got someone looking out for you. You got someone who loves you, who loves who who says, no, you are my child and you are valued. You know, what these people say does not matter because I'm the creator. You know, Mm. I made the heavens and the earth Mm. and everything in it. I made people, Mm. you know, I mean, I made this. They didn't make this. So what I say matters. Mm. It don't matter what you know, so-and-so says about you, he says, you're not a man because, you know, you don't sleep with thousands of women a day. You know what I'm saying? Like you have someone telling you, no, this is how it is. Right. And to me, that was just so powerful because, you know, you don't have to rely on people's perspective. Now you don't, you don't 
straight out dismiss it because if you do that too often, that's a whole different issue. But you know, you don't have to listen to your haters or these people who want to spit lies on you and tell you, you know, men should be like this or women aren't nothing but this. Mm. And you have someone who says, no, you are my child. I love you. I died for you. I gave my son for you. So you would not go to hell. And that you can be free of the strangles of this world. And it doesn't mean you're absolved from them because, I mean, right. everyone goes through struggles. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to listen to whoever is corrupt in office today telling you, you know, you don't need to buy a house because I'm going to get my company on the side of buy and you can pay rent for every people. You don't you don't need to fool with all that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. And to me, if you are interested in something like that, <laughs> I highly encourage you and anyone listening to please give your life over to Jesus Christ. He died for you. And he loves you. And if you want structure, I know everybody hates on the It's easy to hate on the Bible these days because there's some <laughs> stuff in there yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't instantly compute. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I read some yeah. stuff. I'm like. Right. And, and you and what? I have discussed <laughs> some of those things too, where, you know, we've, we've both expressed our opinions on some of those issues that are presented and, um and you've been honest about yeah. saying I, hey listen i don't even understand right. why that's yeah. like that and why that's the case <laughs> and i'm like okay well as long as you see where we're coming from right you know right, from right. that perspective right but yeah i would that's that is basically why i believe that faith is important today now to be and technically, I, yeah. I just, just I just want to interject right there too because what I had yeah. thought about when you were saying that, especially when you were talking about, you know, the omnipresence of you know the Lord, and you know, you were saying, I built everything, I created these heavens, I created you, I created your world. It right. made me think about and tell me that this doesn't sound so similar. Yeah. It very much so sounds like a lot of the tenants you hear coming out of the manospheric space when they tell men this is what you need to sound like right oh. i provide mm. i set the tone i create the energy in the room mm. i create this level of influence right because of the type of man that i need to be or that i should be and when you're saying that, I was like, oh, my God, that sounds like the same things that men are supposed to be standing for. The same kind right. of influence and reverence that we're desiring. And then it kind of clicked for me. There's this there's been the shift to get away from those more rigid structures of the religious setup, you know, the religious hierarchy and whatnot. And right. that has happened in, you know, the secularization of our society has happened. But look at what we do. We just turn around and reinvent the processes. Right. Because right. now what are we doing? <laughs> We're trying to establish structure again. Right. And so we had that structure the way that it was. Right decided we didn't like it we dismissed it for the most part tossed it out right now you got red pill now you got MGTOW. Right. now you got you know ams you know <laughs> <is> fresh <laughs> and fit 
you know, the those who know know they know they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that you got those, you got these these guys who are now essentially your modern day pastors. Interesting. They're right. your new age <laughs> clergymen. They're they're the, <laughs> right. That's just uh, that clicked for me as you were going through that. I was like, that's the same things that they're saying. You have to have that level of influence. For better or for worse, that's a lot of what was being encouraged and presented to men in the church. Mm. And what was being presented to them as what their standards and principles should have been, how they should have represented themselves. Right. I mean, am, am I right or wrong? You're you're more familiar with that. You're talking about what it uh, masculine traits in the yeah, church. Like those, yeah. those same traits that would be encouraged there in the church are really very almost analogous with the ones that you're hearing in these reactionary movements um so you're saying there's very similar or oh no they're analogous yeah 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 that makes sense yeah yeah so most of the uh masculine traits get usually taught through christianity they're actually specified in the bible i believe it's in exodus Mm. and you know it gives examples of what men should be and, and gives examples of what i don't know about should be but just examples for them you know to aspire to follow and it does the same for women what's surprising in the bible though a lot of people think the bible kind of just like nah women are the property of men or whatever but nah in the bible women are actually they're good they're property owners they're managers they're very skilled they're very they're they're feminine but not in like you know, you have to look some type of way, you know, they take care of their family of their kids. They're not just sitting at home doing nothing as the traditional housewife is so often perceived today. Mm-hmm. It's they're very active. They're very not, you know, they're, they're people. They're not just property. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I wanted to specify that, but yeah, I could see they are analogous because in the same way as I guess a lot of these manosphereum people try to say how men should be it's 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 kind of been demonstrated in the church a little bit as well right i think it definitely aligns too because traditionally uh you your religious hierarchical structure is more of a conservative values and a lot of the manospheric space is based on oh, conservative, conservative ideals okay i see so, what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> There's there's definitely this realm of you're just recreating that structure again. It's just uh, it's just being rebuilt in this new way. But it's right. really we're still talking about the same shit. Really. Right. I, I would just say that from my understanding of the Christian structure that kind of promotes the masculinity, it's done in which men also have to behave some type of way. They can't yes. just they can't just act any kind of way and expect the structure to be maintained where i would suggest that manosphereian arguments actually they pick and choose like a um like a buffet of what sounds good yes. but then they so, still want to act some type of way so and then what is, expect the structure to still form and it it it, it won't it so can't. what are what are some of the values and principles that are highly cherished and heralded in the church environment that either are or should be 
in the manosphere space? Mm, um, leadership, mm. chastity, which is huge because that's exactly what is taught opposite these days. Mm -hmm. um, mentorship, caring, you know, being a loving husband, someone who cherishes his wife as he would cherish himself. I mean, not to be like self-centered, but you guys become one and not just, you know, I'm all about me. And if I'm done with her, I'm going to get someone else type stuff. Um, you know, they're hard workers. They work on themselves. They, they do. They have a job. Yes, they become married, but they, they still do a duty. You know, they're right, not right. they're not their whole purpose isn't just, OK, get married and then that's it. It's. You know, you have a duty and you're now married and you now care for your children, but you still have a goal. You still have a purpose. And so I believe those those are the ones that I see most exemplified in the church that have kind of become misconstrued in the Manosphere movement. Mm. All of the things that were the tenets that you said right there, I don't think too many men would argue are despicable. Listen to what was just said right there leadership mentorship having respect in your community chastity is probably going to be the most contentious one yeah i can obviously see that being the case but, but i would even say if we're if we're really going to go that far that's not even that contentious because it's just enforced unilaterally yeah they everyone want has to be chastity right <laughs> right, right. Because in the in the church environment, it's everyone has to be chast. In the manospheric space, it's gonna be the women have to be chast. Even that's really still there. Yeah. But you have you have all of the highlight. You got mentorship, you have leadership, being present in your community, you have that that respect. What what were the some of the other ones? Uh presence in your family. Um, you know, providing for your kids as well. You love your wife. You actually go out and help your community as well. Your community. Absolutely. Y'all tell me. I mean, if I'm wrong, do those sound like things that that, that most men don't want to embody? Do those sound like things that you all don't feel like you would want to be known for and respected for? Because to me, those all sound like things that all of us in some way, shape, or form want to embody. Absolutely. And to have that level of influence and respect, if you want to get there, if you want to be the high value man, if you want to be the Henry's, you know what Henry is? What is a Henry? A Henry, it's an acronym, H-E-N-R-Y, high earner, not rich yet. Mm. If you want to be a high value man, you want to be, the Henry's, you gotta start at the foundation. You have to build on those things. You have to be part of your community and know what that means and why it's important and do right. it honestly and earnestly. You have to be able to lead and understand what leadership is and why it's important. And key part of leadership understanding that a big part of leadership is being able to follow. Right. I was about to say being a good follower as well. Being able to listen and receive information and use it optimally. Very important. Right. 
being able to demonstrate upstanding ideals and principles to be a decent communicator. I know you didn't say that one, but that's also in there. It's just something good to have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Especially if we're going to talk about people that have to, you know, distribute the good word. Right. Regular basis. You got to be able to communicate. to do Right. You got, you got to be able to talk to people. Absolutely. Those kinds of things you have to be able to embody. And it is just very clear to me. And I want to help more of you realize that you're searching for that in a place with a bunch of people who don't necessarily really get it. You're searching for those things and people who tell you to take a pill. Think about what that sounds like. That's wild. Yeah. You're you're looking for that level of guidance and understanding and the archetype for success. Yeah. From these guys who are telling you that the secret is to pop a Viagra. Jeez. What are we talking about? Yeah. What, what are we talking about? And I get it. And I want to make this distinction very clear. I'm in no way trying to insinuate that you should not go to these places and take things away. That right. you should just dismiss the community, dismiss the group as a whole. Right. Because as we've addressed, there are some positive things. There are some points that are acknowledged. Mm-hmm that do have that necessary level of influence that do actually provide some meritorious things. Right. But you also have to understand that a lot of it is hypocrisy. Right. A lot of it is bitterness and spite. A lot of it is men who feel like they've been displaced because they've been complacent. If you've chosen your place and now that you're losing your spot, you feel some type of way. Right. That's not where the virtues are. That's not where you're going to find most of what you're looking for. And most certainly, that's not where you're going to find that level of respect, reverence, achievement that you're looking for. You have to have a level of self-awareness, be able to look within yourself and understand. You also have to have a belief in something beyond yourself bigger than the things that go on in the everyday world and really be able to acknowledge and accept that a lot of things in general for most people, no matter their age, we all just winging it. We're all just trying to piece it together and figure it out realistically and taking it day by day. We're trying to get it right. We No one really knows what's going on. You have to consider those things. So in closing, Dom, is there anything else that you'd like to throw in there or any other major lasting points you'd like to make? Uh, yeah. Um, going through my journey a little bit. Um, I think like a lot of you all tonight or listening, uh, I, I sought a lot of those things for myself. And one thing that, you know, your host here is constantly prefaced is don't dismiss just out of fear, I guess. Make sure you, you know, expose yourself to different ideas, but don't become overly consumed to the point of depression. You know, take a take a break. Um, second thing I would like to say 
is I know we've talked about a lot of the virtues, you know, that we all we, we should aspire to. But don't feel like if you just don't have them off rip that you won't get them. Take your time. Life is a journey. You know, you don't have to just have everything figured out at once. And so that's that's really the ideas I wanted to mention. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would only be redundant adding anything to that. I, I agree with every single one of those points. I guess the only thing that I can add is if you're here, I mean, you're listening, then you're making a good, crucial step towards having a better understanding, towards making those changes, towards finding that path for yourself. Because the goal here is to have these kinds of conversations trigger that thought in your mind and and understand, hey, you know what? Maybe there are more questions to ask. Perhaps yeah. everything that I'm hearing here is not the most virtuous or the most honest. Right. Perhaps the men that are trying to tell me how to be the best me actually don't even know how to be the best them, but have figured out how to turn me into a sucker and make buku bucks. <laughs> You have to be able to come to that conclusion, but you have to do that on your own. Right. That's part of that journey of becoming a man. The part of the journey of becoming the best you that you can be part of fortifying the structure that is you incorporated. That's what that means. I think all of you for being here and listening, Dom, I think you <laughs> for sitting down and having this wonderful conversation with me um anytime you know and really engaging managing to have one of these conversations with me before 10 p.m (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that in itself uh is an achievement right um so i thank you for that and of course you know you are welcome back anytime you know, and I'm sure after this episode goes out, um, people will want you back. You know, <laughs> we'll want to hear more from you. I certainly do because there are so many things that we've already discussed. Right. Um, so, oh uh, man, this has been another episode of Menstruction. I hope that we have only been able to provide you with another beneficial brick to fortify the structure that is you incorporated this has been menstruction the place where the men of today provide create build the structures for the men of tomorrow i go by black velvet and i've been accompanied by dominique maxi absolutely beautiful i love each and every one of you (laughs) peace